is Ann Cosgrove from John Lothian News. In today's report on the rapidly evolving cannabis industry, we are checking in with Carrie Jordan of the consultancy Supercritical and Amanda Geddes, Director of Strategic Initiatives at Chicago's Olive Harvey College. We have a lot of territory to cover today. First, Carrie, can you provide us with an update on the status of the new licenses for Illinois dispensaries? They were delayed by an executive order from the governor because of coronavirus concerns, but since these particular licenses are intended to address social equity concerns, isn't it contraindicated to delay them any longer? It is challenging. Right now, we have an indefinite delay on the 40 infuser licenses, craft grower licenses, and an undefined amount of transporter licenses. And of the 75 adult use licenses that will become available, 21 have been approved early. Most of those were already medical establishments that now have a rec license. Uh, It is challenging because those people that most want to be benefited and served by these licenses are not able to do so. And those are the state social equity applicants and the provisions that were put in place for them. Uh, They need to get to work. They need to get their businesses started. But I will say that in any difficult situation, there is a silver lining. And so for those that are waiting to hear whether or not they earned a license, I would say it's a good time to get all of your ducks in a row and make sure that every aspect of the business model and every aspect of your plan is in good order so that if an applicant does receive a license, he or she will be ready to go right to the mat. That's a good point. What do you think the outlook will be in terms of the final resolution of this given continued COVID-19 safety issues? It's to be determined. COVID-19 has slowed the the state's program, the rollout, and definitely has made it more challenging for social equity applicants to establish themselves. But on the plus side, we're going to eventually get there. And it is a booming business. I mean, it was deemed to be an essential business during COVID. So that's hugely positive for the industry. And demand is outstripping supply significantly. So that's always a good um, market environment economically in which to enter. So eventually, once we get COVID under control or able to have a vaccine, able to get back to uh, some semblance of an everyday life, business will be strong and it will continue to grow. Another thing in the news was uh, by the same order from the governor, the July 1st, 2020 deadline for the submission of community college cannabis vocational program applications, which is a mouthful, was suspended by the state until at least September 1st of this year. Olive Harvey Chicago City College on the far south side began an 11 credit hour certificate program last year to train cannabis dispensary specialists. And Olive Harvey has been the local lead on this kind of academic program. So Amanda, I'm wondering, um, how do these two delays impact your plans and your students? First, the license delay and then the application delay. Thank you, Suzanne. I definitely agree with Carrie. It 
it does have a silver lining that we were able to go back and relook at our application and our curriculum and our partnerships and and really are going to be able to put our best and strongest foot forward. However, it was disappointing. And, you know, we had 111 students go through our program this semester and it's been challenging, right? Like, so for placements and for individuals getting jobs, um, the delay with the licensing along with the pandemic has definitely slowed our progress, but we're really excited about our program and we're just going to keep moving forward. Have students who completed the program been getting jobs? Uh, any any luck there? So we just finished our last cohort and we've had about a 50% uh, with interviews, but hiring is slow, not only because of the pandemic, but um, employers are slow and also students are hesitant as well. I mean, it's just such an uncertain time out there right now that we're at a very interesting crossroad and almost a, a holding pattern. What do your course offerings and enrollment look like for the fall? I mean, what, what is your plan coming up? So we're really excited about that. We have decided we're going to run our basic certificate again. We are going to have continuing ed offerings um, such as plant production and um, breeding, uh, business in Illinois, pharmacology, as well as we would like to focus on the continuing ed education requirements that the state is saying. So for everyone with a responsible vendor training, you need to have eight hours of continuing ed. And so we would like to um, assist current employees and workers with that training as well. You know, we're also looking to update our listeners on cannabis sales locally and supply, which Carrie, you already referenced. But I'm wondering, dispensaries reported record levels of sales both in May and then in June, which came in at $47.6 million for that month alone. But at the same time, in the aftermath of the George Floyd demonstration, some dispensaries in Northern Illinois suffered significant damage and loss of inventory. And even before that, dispensaries reported shortages of both recreational and medicinal cannabis products. So Carrie, I'm wondering what is behind the boom in sales given this issue with short supplies and also some interruptions in dispensary operations? Bottom line, people love their weed. And different from alcohol, the data show that people like to smoke alone, whereas it might be more challenging for someone to open up a bottle of wine and drink the bottle of wine by himself or herself. Most people don't have a hesitation to hit the vape or eat a gummy by themselves. So in this environment of quarantine and the pandemic, it's almost become a natural extension of sheltering in place, like just pop a gummy. So you have demand pick up. Secondly, you have a change in the way in which people go about procuring their cannabis with the online ordering, curbside pickup, and in some states, delivery, it's much more accessible to people as well. And that's changed the dynamic of it. I think, too, that as we go through and look at these sales, um, just in June alone, the in-state sales, it was $35 million from Illinois residents and about $12 million purchased by out-of-state residents. So you've got a significant amount of money coming, staying within the state, which is great. 
And for those dispensaries and other operations that were adversely impacted by the rioting and looting, you know, fingers crossed that they had insurance. I mean, most do, but that type of uh, loss would be covered. So they will be able to rebuild theoretically if they were insured or adequately insured. Further, I think that as we move through time and individuals are going to kind of settle into a, a better state of normal, you're not going to have that hoarding mentality that we had. Um, I think it was, you know, in March and April when you saw the, the weekly cannabis sales, there were people were really stocking up because like toilet paper and other essentials, they weren't sure where they would get it. But I think now that there's some of that uncertainty has been eliminated, you'll see people, you know, buying on a regular basis and avoiding that stock up behavior. And all data show that shoppers are coming back in larger numbers. So rather than having a, a visit where they're spending a huge amount, you know, the, that basket size is large, they're going back more frequently. Finally, we wanted to give you both a chance to talk about an upcoming virtual resource fair on July 25th and 26th, hosted by Supercritical. I understand presenters include Olive Harvey College, as well as attorney Bill Bojo of the law firm Fox Rothschild, and a representative from Canatrack. So what can we expect to learn at the summit? We are so excited for this. It's named Sparkless, which is a nod to one of our supercritical partners, Sparky Rose, cannabis connoisseur and extraordinaire. We are going to essentially bring our ecosystem to the public. So anybody that's starting a business, there are so many different areas that you have to explore and services you have to contract, whether it's legal, compliance, um, accounting, tax, payment systems. And through Supercritical's network of service providers and business owners, we're bringing the best of the lot together so that those that are in the process of getting their licenses or in, in the application process, they'll know who to trust, what's best in class. And we're bringing that together in a two-day seminar so that each of those providers will be spending some time, you know, 30 minutes talking about what they do, why they do it, how they do it, and where the applicants can go and obtain and secure those services. So education will be of primary focus. Absolutely. It is. That is our intent. Our intent is to share the wealth and share the knowledge and educate people, help everyone that is in a place of uncertainty to get to the position of certainty, to, to eliminate the uncertainty and provide retailers and manufacturers, brands, wholesalers, investors, you know, just we want to give them actionable ideas and show them the path forward to putting their businesses together. We're so excited to be part of the summit, and we really feel like this is going to elevate our program to a new level. Um, I think this is going to speak to our industry partners and increase our awareness uh, throughout the industry 
and as well as give us an opportunity to partner with individuals and businesses who want to give back to the social equity. You know, we are going to be one of the community colleges, hopefully, fingers crossed, that can deliver the vocational pilot license. And any partner that we have, you know, we would absolutely love to have scholarships, training, best practices. Um, companies like Supercritical have been uh, instrumental in helping us develop our curriculum. And so we really feel that this type of summit will do great things for our program and really put us on the map. So we appreciate the opportunity. Thanks very much to both of you. This is Suzanne Cosgrove reporting for John Lothian News.